Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for this evening's message, it's it's really spread throughout the Gospels, but I want to focus on John 18. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Thus far the text. So Gethsemane, as I said, it's a very large place, some 630 or 640 square feet. Like I said, the size of a, a good apartment, but not a huge apartment. So it's not this huge popular place that we picture. It's not Central Park or Forest Park in St. Louis. It's just a place. Got Shamanai translates to simply oil press. Because there, there was an oil press because there was a grove of olive trees on the mount called Mount of Olives. And so they would haul the olives down the hill to the foot where the garden was that had the oil press in. They would press out the oil. So now you know everything there is to know about Gethsemane. I'm going to shut up, go sit down, and we can go on with the service, right? No. Why does Jesus find the attraction? A friend of mine who went over to Israel, I have never made the trip, although at some point in my life I will and hopefully take some of you along with me that we might study the, the, where Jesus walked together. But the, this friend of mine was talking about his recent trip to Israel many years ago, but how when he was on the Mount of Olives and, and where Gethsemane was, you could look across and see the Dome of the Rock. Which, by the way, everybody knows the Dome of the Rock sits where Herod's temple was. And so Jesus, when he's in the garden, can look at his father's house. He's a Sabbath day journey from the temple, from the city. So it is an easy journey, and he doesn't break any rules no matter when he goes there with his disciples. It's also a place where he can get away for solitude. It's a piece of quiet among the trees to sit and teach his chosen disciples and show them the way of life, spiritual life, godly life, his life. But on this night, there's a special reason that he goes. On Monday, Thursday, having had the Passover, giving to them that new covenant, that new gift, Jesus is about to be pressed four times. Traditionally, olives, I'm going to give you some trivia tonight, and maybe someday they'll have a trivia game, and you'll have to know about olive oil. All right. Traditionally, olives are pressed four times. The first pressing draws out the finest of the oil, and it's called the virgin olive oil. 
in the Jewish culture, that olive oil is reserved, sacred, set aside, consecrated to the Lord, and used only for anointings and for ceremonial and sacred duties. The second pressing is not quite as pure, and it becomes the food oil, the oil used in making the breads and the other things. The third pressing, not quite as pure anymore at all, becomes the oil that is used for light. And the fourth pressing, this one I, I would have never guessed, for cleansing. They would use it to make soap. So in the pressings, the first one, the purest, is set aside for God. The second becomes what you eat. The third becomes what you use for light. The shine in the dark places. And the fourth becomes the cleansing. Now, I'm going to draw inferences here that... Nowhere in Scripture does it say it. It's, it's just, this is TB talk, and you can take it or leave it. I, I, I do care, but I, I'm just going to say it. The first pressing for Jesus is the Garden of Gethsemane, where he goes before his Father and sweats out drops as of blood, where he pours his heart out to his dad, and he says, Dad, if there's any other way, let's go. If it's at all possible, don't make me go down this way. The human side of Jesus sees the reality of death and cries out to the Father, but always, always with, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus consecrates his very being to the Father, to the Father's will. He sets himself aside to be used up entirely in that sacred duty that the Lord, that the Father has put upon him, to the anointing of God's people and the way that they should walk. The second pressing for Jesus is before the uh, those who should have defended him, those who should have stood up and said, "No, no, 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 no! This is wrong. This this man has done no wrong. This man has done miracles. We must investigate and find out if he is Messiah." But no, they don't. So it's the Sanhedrin, the chief priests, and the Jewish temple cult that Jesus faces next. That food which should have fed him, God's word which would be rich in his mouth, but had turned sour because of what they had turned it into. And in that pressing, Jesus admits that he is the Son of Man, at which the, the high priest tears his robes and says, do we need anything further? You've heard the blasphemy. He deserves to die. And they pass him on to the third pressing. Remember, the third pressing's light. They send him to the Romans, the darkest of dark of that world, the cruel oppressors, the invading armies who would destroy anything, the very armies that in 70 A.D. will wipe out all of the olive trees on the Mount of Olives. 
it, by the way, if you wanted to ask a question, are any of the olive trees still standing? The answer would be no. There are olive trees on there. They date back to about the 12th century. The, now, several botanists have said they may actually be from the tr from trees that were there because they can grow up forever from the roots. And so even though the Romans cut them down, the roots may have stayed and whatever. But no, we can't walk up to the tree that Jesus leaned against. But we can listen to what he says to Pilate. He talks about truth, at which Pilate just scoffs and says, <laughs> what's truth? You know, he confesses that he's a king. And he was sent to be a king. But his own people rejected him. He's shining the light of God's plan for all nations. So that others might know. Think about one of the pivotal people. And the narrative when Jesus is at the praetorium. It's a Roman. A Roman woman. Anybody know who I'm thinking of? She's married to a very important official. Have you got it yet? Or do I need to give you the fourth clue? She's the wife of Pilate. And she sends him notice. Don't, don't do anything with that man. I've suffered much in a dream because of him. How did she hear about Jesus? How did she know anything about him? even be able to identify him from her dream. The light was already shining in Rome. The light shined among the soldiers that night, or that day. The fourth pressing. The one used for cleansing. The one used for hygiene. Calvary. Where Jesus gives up his spirit where Jesus cries out, it is finished. Where Jesus cries out, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Where the blood of Jesus pours forth to cleanse all mankind of their sins. The truest and purest soap that could ever exist. To wash away the very sin-filled condition that had filled us. The Garden of Gethsemane begins that journey as Jesus truly sets himself to the course that the Father has planned. And throughout, as the blood pours forth, it's for you, for me, for the Father's purpose that it happens. How can we use Gethsemane? First of all, I'm going to use the four pressings. Because we need that too. First of all, we can dedicate ourselves to our Lord. Oh, I'm not talking about an altar call. Or I'm not talking about going on a mission journey. I'm talking about truly taking the word of God to heart. And listening and trusting in him. And saying to the Lord, I don't know where you're taking me. But I'm going. Not my will, but thy will be done. By the way, we can be a little bit arrogant at times. And we can really demand our ways. 
But this time we need to fall down and let the sweat roll out like drops of blood and say, not me, Lord, not my will, but your will is what needs to happen. And it's that anointing and dedicating ourselves to the Lord that is our first pressing. And by the way, some will never get past that because some never can completely dedicate themselves to that. Second pressing is to dedicate ourselves to the entirety of God's Word, to an understanding of the food that He has given to us for our life, to allow that to push us and to press us, to shape us into what we need to be. And yes, when we reach those uncomfortable verses, to take them to heart and say, Lord, I don't understand what you're trying to say. Help me in my unbelief. And to dedicate once and for all to that oil which feeds us. That oil of gladness, that oil of hope, that oil of joy. So that we're richly fed. Then having dedicated ourselves to the Lord, having been fed by Him, we truly turn to him and say, send me where you will. Use my heart, my mind, and my very being as a light to shine wherever I go that everyone who knows me may know Jesus and that everyone who knows me may know the path that I walk as they may not fall short. I'm not going to ask you to take the fourth pressing in truth. But I want you to understand that that fourth pressing will come upon your life. But it's not your blood that will cleanse you when the Lord calls you home. But understand in that final pressing, in the day of your passing, you may still have opportunity to shine that light and to show where your food came from, to help others to see that in your passing, God is still blessing you. And that he is truly claiming you as his own. And washing you from head to toe with the blood of Jesus Christ, your Savior. That you might stand before him forever. Just as Jesus went through those four pressings, may we also stand up to it. May we listen to God's word. May it be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. May it bring oil that pours over our head, anointing us and making us glad. May that word proclaim to us the richness of God's love and the cleansing nature of his word, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.